January 6, 1793. Last night I stopped writing with some reluctance, and I am surprised to find it is almost cathartic to relive my own ordeal. I only hope it pleases you as well. We are now arrived at an inn in Essex. The boy has accompanied us here, and so far he has proved helpful, though he hardly speaks a word. Mademoiselle de Courteline has nicknamed him Mouchard, because he is always sneaking around. As he has given us no other name, we have all taken to calling him thus. When we arrived, I instructed him to inquire after a place which might be let, or, preferably, two separate lodgings on the same land. Mouchard returned a short while later to say he was told to come at the same time the next day, as the owner had not been at his leisure to see him. I relayed the news to the women since I felt we would need to stay at least another day, at which Mademoiselle de Courteline declared, Ah, oh, I fear I shall perish from ennui before the day is out. At least little Mouchard may amuse himself scurrying about the country. In my father's house, I assure you, there was no servant who was not capable of amusing one. Summon him, I beg you, for I grow desperate for some distraction. I summon Mouchard, who came with his customary timidity. Mademoiselle de Courteline placed herself on a chair before him and said, Come here, Mouchard. Tell me, child, have you any skill with which to amuse me? Do you play any instrument? Recite any poetry? Know you any riddles? The poor child shook his head with embarrassment. Do you know any worthwhile tales? Can you perform any tricks or feats of agility? Do not be shy. He was silent, but his look became more intense, as if he had something to say, but was uncertain. There is something I can see. Do not be afraid, you may tell me. If you amuse me, I shall be pleased. If you do not, you shall fare no worse than before. Come, speak. I only have one story, madam, said he quietly, almost in a whisper. I suppose that is a miracle in itself, and we must not complain. Let it only be a French story, and I shall be happy. It begins in France, replied he, but much of it takes place in this land. Ah, then I should rather die of boredom. Mouchard bowed without surprise and returned to his room, while Mademoiselle de Courteline, slightly vexed he had not attempted to convince her, amused herself with a variety of witticisms against the English, which I imagine you have heard before and will spare you. Her resolution against the scant entertainment available to our party was short-lived, however, for her temperament is not suited to calm or reflection. Let him be summoned again declared she after a short period of quiet had reigned amongst our weary party. Perhaps the story he has proposed to tell us may be amusing, if only unintentionally so. Let him come in. A few minutes later the boy came in, bowing to Mademoiselle de Courteline. I have decided your story may have merit, after all, since you say it begins in France. Good origins matter to plants and people as they might to stories. But why, if your story starts in France, does it not stay there? Must everything be chased out by revolutionaries? Her jest failed to please even herself, and after a moment or two of awkward hesitation, the boy replied, In a matter of speaking, 
He paused again, stammering in a way that did not promise well for his narrative. He seemed to dislike speaking more than a word at a time, and therefore this was to be expected. I concluded quickly he would not be able to say more. He stumbled once more, but then assuming a faraway look and averting his eyes from all of us, he began to speak in a calm, steady manner, as a man far beyond his years. The tale begins in France in 1788 with one of the first victims of the revolution, a young Viscount who was then a boy of six.